In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Michigan's voters apparently want more of their tax money to go to the roads. That's the finding of a new poll from Epic MRA. 82% of respondents saying all taxes paid at the gas pump should go toward funding improvements to Michigan's roads and bridges. Lance Beninimi is vice president of government affairs at Michigan Infrastructure and Transportation Association, which commissioned the poll. Right now we have a 30 cent gas tax, which all of that goes into the roads. Um, But we are one of five states in the country that put sales tax on our fuel. uh, And that 6% sales tax um, adds up to about $1.1 billion. uh, And only 50 million of that goes into our transportation. 66% of respondents favor legislation to require all $1.1 billion generated by the 6% sales tax on gas go to transportation. There's also the gas tax, which mostly goes to roads. During Tuesday's presidential primary, Oakland University political science professor Dave Dulio was watching the uncommitted vote in Dearborn and Hamtramck. On the Republican side, Dulio says despite some support for Nikki Haley, she's still a non-factor. However, Nikki Haley, I think, is is doing something smart, and she's hanging around just in case. She is going to be in a position that should something extraordinary happen and Trump can't be the GOP nominee or or doesn't accept the nomination, she would be in a in a strong position, probably the strongest of anybody, to claim that nomination. He's referring to the possibility that Trump is convicted of some of the crimes that he's been charged with. Dulio said either way, we can expect candidates to make many visits to the state ahead of the November election. He expects both parties to spend a lot of time in the Mitten State. Lakeshore Public Schools has announced the appointment of a new principal at Stewart Elementary. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. Carol Fetke took on the role on a permanent basis this week after serving as the interim principal since the start of the year. Lakeshore says during that time, she's demonstrated exceptional skills, dedication, and garnered overwhelming support from the school staff. The district says that Fetke has, quote, worked tirelessly to strengthen relationships within the school community and has implemented initiatives that positively influence the educational experience for both students and educators. Lakeshore Superintendent Greg Eating says the effect she's already made during her interim role is a testament to her capabilities. Fetke was previously a principal at Water Valite Public Schools. Andrew Green, WSJM News. The Silver Beach Carousel in St. Joseph is planning an event for next month to thank its volunteers and encourage new people to help out. The Silver Beach Carousel Society says Warm Up with Chili will be held on March 17 from 5.30 to 8.30 at the Silver Beach Center. Guests can expect homemade chili with all their favorite toppings, an assortment of bread, desserts, and a free carousel ride and also a door prize drawing. The carousel encourages people to wear green in honor of St. Patrick's Day, which is the same day. The Carousel Society is now recruiting for all volunteer positions. At the event, it will share those roles, volunteer expectations, and training options. Prospective volunteers will also hear about the various perks of serving. Anyone interested in volunteering and participating in the Chili Night should contact the carousel by phone and complete a volunteer application at silverbeachcarousel.com slash volunteer. Two tornadoes were confirmed in southeast Michigan from this week's storms. The National Weather Service says a twister in Grand Blank was an EF2 storm that reached peak winds of 115 miles an hour and had a path of nearly six miles. In Calhoun County, preliminary information shows it was likely an EF1 or a weak tornado with a maximum wind gust of 110 miles per hour. Its damage track was about five miles long. 
Calhoun County Sheriff Steve Hinckley says law enforcement officers and a weather spotter saw the tornado north of Marshall. Our road commission responded with heavy equipment and was immediately able to uh, clear, a, clear a path uh, for them so they could get into the scene more efficiently and they were able to go house to house and, uh, and, and check and at this point um, we're, we're happy to say that we have, we have no reported injuries at this point. Crews are still assessing damage. There were two tornado warnings for our area Tuesday night into Wednesday in parts of Berrien and Van Buren counties. There were no reports of any tornadoes spotted or touching down. As we told you yesterday, the group planning monuments to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Benton Harbor and St. Joseph have reached their $850,000 fundraising goal. We caught up with the Unified Civic Monuments project team, and they say they're celebrating the milestone and confirming that work will begin on the actual monuments in June. Jennifer Jacobs tells us the group truly appreciates the public support that they have received. I remember one commenter who said it's about time, and so we've had a lot of support and a lot of interest in the location of the sites, and we took a lot of feedback from people on the designs as well as the sites. Jacob says public suggestions were incorporated into the final design, like having matching doves at both Benton Harbor and St. Joe sites. The final stretch of fundraising was completed when a crowdfunding campaign reached its $50,000 goal, triggering a $50,000 match from the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Jacob says up next, the ongoing efforts to raise money for educational programming. We're going to continue raising funds. We have a curriculum committee who is working on a textbook that will be about local history through the lens of national civil rights events. And it will also include our project of raising the monuments. Jacob says textbooks will be given to local schools and the group wants to install interpretive signage with local historical information along the route between the two monuments. Continued fundraising will also go to pay for maintenance on the monuments. It's hoped the public unveiling will be held in the fall. The Van Buren Conservation District will be taking a whole farm approach at its annual Farming for the Future conference next month. The event will be Wednesday, March 13th at the Van Buren Conference Center in Lawrence. Farmers from throughout southwest Michigan are invited to take part to learn about the latest techniques applied in the field. The keynote speakers will be Dr. Alan Frutzlubbers and Barry Fisher, who will highlight the importance of understanding soil and how to manage it for future generations. Conservation District Specialist Colleen Forresteri says the group wants all farms in the area to be viable for generations to come. Farming for the Future is an annual event for local farmers and is an opportunity to learn from specialists, educators, researchers, businesses, and other farmers. Additional topics this year include regenerative grazing, weed control in pastures and hayfields, forest management, and hunting leases. The event is free and open to the public, but pre-registration is required. If you're interested, reach out to the Van Buren Conservation District. We're nearing the end of cold and flu season in Michigan. Michigan Chief Medical Executive Natasha Bagdazrian says flu vaccination rates were lower than last year, and not many people sought out the updated COVID vaccination. What was interesting is that rates of vaccinations for COVID and flu were also down. So our flu vaccination rates were lower than they were last year and the year before. Um, And our COVID-19 rates for the most recent vaccination for the 2023-2024 vaccination, we just barely made it to about 10% of our population immunized. 
Dr. Bagdazarian says this winter was unusual because we saw two peaks of bad cold and flu infections. A bill aimed at increasing access to mental health care in Michigan could go to a vote in the Michigan House sometime soon. The bill was introduced last year by State Representative Felicia Brabeck, who is a clinical psychologist. She says the legislation prioritizes treatment recommendations for mental health and substance abuse patients instead of allowing only insurance companies to make decisions for an individual's care. Brabeck says House Bill 4707 would also enable insurance companies to find an out-of-network option if an in-network option is unavailable and without extra cost to the patient. The insurance companies have their own proprietary criteria when they are making the decisions about should people have access to services or not. And I think that they should use the same clinical criteria that we do. You know, like if a doctor says this is what's necessary for a client, then that should be attended to. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has spent more than $75 million in lobbying efforts over the last two decades. In an email statement, the company said it opposes the legislation but remains committed to working with policymakers to find solutions that address the hurdles Michiganders face to behavioral care. A Michigan man has been sentenced to more than three years in prison for attacking police officers during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. 32-year-old Michael Foy of Wixom was handed a 40-month sentence on charges of obstruction of an official proceeding and assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers. Both are felonies. The Justice Department says he was seen on body camera footage attacking an officer with a hockey stick. They say he also picked up a sharp metal pole and threw it over the head of rioters into the body of a police officer. He then went into the Capitol building through a shattered window and encouraged other rioters to do the same. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.